0: Welcome to this episode of Welcome to the Table Podcast. My name is Sean. And I'm Khalil. And we are all about helping followers of Jesus navigate our current situation, our current moment in culture, Uh, whether you listen here in Oregon, where we are from or around the world. And in between, we're grateful for that. We're grateful to you. And uh, if you find this uh, podcast to be beneficial, uh, not just to you, but to maybe your friends um, or your family members, we'd love a rating and review. We really do like reviews and uh, would appreciate that and um, are grateful to all of you who subscribe as well. So you just hit the subscribe button. It's just a Click, I wanted a better sound, but I didn't have one. That's not (inaudible) a bad (inaudible) sound, actually. You know, um, that's probably hit the subscribe button. Yes, we appreciate all the subscriptions, all the reviews, especially five star uh, ratings, and uh, and are glad that you are a part of this um, this podcast family. And we do lots of different things on this mm-hmm. podcast. We do interviews uh, with with people, obviously, uh, not with animals. We yeah, wouldn't no, interview dogs or anything. Nope. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> we we do interviews. We also do uh, talk through spiritual disciplines, uh, and we just started recently uh, attributes of God. Mm-hmm. and then there are an occasion where uh, Khalil and I feel like there's an important subject or theme or topic for discussion and one of those mm-hmm. is the imago day or the image of God
1: yes which is today is it is it imago day a different
0: language it's Latin Latin yeah it's Latin Latin for which, the image of God for the image of God and uh, where we get it is in Genesis in the creation story or the creation account, uh, Genesis chapter one and chapter two, uh, where we see the seven days of creation or the six days of creation and the seventh day of rest. If you want, you can go look on our, uh, history of our podcasting. We talk about Sabbath and rest and those types of things, but, uh, God creates various things according to their kinds. So he Mm -hmm. creates, uh, uh, not just animals and um, trees and oceans and and sky and light and darkness and all those things, but he creates um, them all according to their kind. So there's recognizable groupings and families and so on and so forth. So um, for us, though, as humans, we don't um, we don't necessarily fit in any of the created order. So. Mm. For instance, we have birds. You have all kinds of different birds. Right. You have multiplicity of birds, but there's uh, there's only one bird family. So mm-hmm. we would we would call all those different kinds a group of or a grouping of birds. Well, we don't necessarily we're not birds. Right. In right?
1: in creation, there's nothing quite like humanity. Nothing quite like us. God did that intentionally.
0: Yeah, and we don't bear like. So when we think of Imago Dei or the image of God, mm-hmm. we don't just, we don't bear it or have it. We are it. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a big jump. I think even for, for followers of Jesus who've been following Jesus for a long time, yeah. um, so what's there's it, nothing like us.
1: What's it mean? What's image mean? Cause you said, you know, we don't bear an image. We are an image.
0: Right. Right. So we, um, we are a representation of the creator of God. We demonstrate him in likeness, how we, I'm getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, um, how we reason and talk who, uh, how we interact with mm. ourselves and creation and God and even the future. Um, we're, we're not, we're not made in any kind of, uh, you know, we're, we're different. We're set apart than any kind of created
1: being. So image essentially just means we reflect, something
0: yeah um, we think in yeah you can think in terms of a reflection or even a representation as well um
1: and i may have said it wrong earlier but um so we don't we don't have an image of ourselves because we are the image of something else we are the image of god right uh, with his lightness so i think of when i think of image i oftentimes i think of a mirror when you look into
0: a mirror and Mm -hmm. you see a reflection back at you you're seeing an image an image right Right, exactly, and so uh, a great—that's a great example for us to, when we think of ourselves as imaging our reflection, our image is Creator God. He—he he has placed his fingerprints upon us. You talk about yeah. this in uh, as well. Yeah, well, it's yeah, well cool. I just
1: love that when you look at this idea that you know we do not have—we're not a part of any other kind. We're unique. We're set apart. We use that word holy when God creates man, he, he, he breaks out of the normal order where he speaks something into existence. He says, let there be light and there's light, you know, let there be an expanse of land. And he says, let there be these different animals, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. But then when he makes us, he does a completely different thing. He Mm -hmm. does something that is set apart, that is holy. And he actually reaches into the dust. He reaches into the dirt and he has this personal touch. He puts his hands in it and he molds that dirt into clay and then he breathes his own breath in it. And it says that he breathes the breath of life into humanity. And I love that because it says something about our significance and our worth and that we are not like the rest of creation because this is the mm-hmm. one thing, humanity, where God put that personal touch in and he was so intimately and intricately involved even down to getting his hands dirty in the process. And I think that should tell us something about who we are and, and reveal to us um, a little bit more about who we're meant to be.
0: Yeah, and part of what we're me- who we're meant to be is we are to have dominion, if you will, or authority as God has authority over all creation, we have the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have authority over the groupings and the kinds and all that. Now we can't um, we don't create the way Creator God does, but we cultivate and we're given a special role in the creation, in creation. And so uh, you see that in Genesis 2 specifically and um, so we're so ultimately, the image of God refers to His likeness, uh, consisting of His character, His communicable attributes, so on and so forth. Um, and so, and and then we are given authority or a a role to play in the created order, in the mm-hmm. way God, um, and how He is, uh, and how He is pushing His uh, kingdom, uh, how He's cultivating His kingdom mm-hmm. from now and. And you
1: said the term communicable attributes. Uh we are doing an attributes of God series. Those are the oh, yeah. other episodes, but God has incommunicable attributes and he has communicable attributes. And the incommunicable attributes are attributes that are not communicated or shared, mm-hmm. meaning God is the only one who has them. For example, right. omnipotence. He is the only one who is all-powerful or um omnipresent. He is the only being that is present everywhere at all times. Yeah. Um in all things but then he has these communicable attributes which are attributes that he shares with his image bearers and those attributes could be things like what Com- compassion and right. mercy and, and mercy grace, goodness and, and love and so yeah. there are these attributes that god actually shares with us so when we say we are we are made in his image and in his likeness and uh, we are given his character and we are given mm-hmm. those communicable attributes. And so we we see when God creates us, he doesn't make us flawed. He doesn't make us broken. Mm-hmm. He actually makes us perfect. So God is morally perfect. He is righteous. He is holy in every way. He, and so we are made that way. We are made morally perfect, righteous, and innocent to reflect that holiness. So um, that's important too, because a lot of people say when we talk about fallenness, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but when we talk about like, Things that we do that are bad or wrong, or we say, we're just human. Right. Um, But that's actually, we weren't made that way. We weren't made broken. We were made in a way that reflects God perfectly. Just some some things change
0: along the way. (laughs) Well, yeah, and you, I mean, when we, we're almost giving ourselves an out. When we say, oh, there's human, actually. Lowering the bar. Lowering the bar, yeah. We're actually going against our humanness. Mm -hmm. We're actually going against what was original uh the originator the initiator creator god Mm -hmm. intended and so that's one of the reasons why amongst many other things it's good for us to understand this theological term of imago dei or the image of god that we're image bearers to understand that things aren't The way they should be, Mm -hmm. and I think we get that, even if you're not churched, it doesn't matter. We all look at this and say, There's something that's wrong with humanity, yeah.
1: And this helps us understand that because, even again. God's communicable attributes, we are given those, uh, and God's purpose of creating in the world, uh, we are also given that same purpose as we go forth. He says, you know, continue to go, multiply, right. and and, and cultivate the earth, and it's meant to be done in a way that reflects him. So that's what it means to be the image of God, to right. be made in perfect righteousness, but then we have sin. What is sin? Well, sin is that failure of humanity to be righteous. It's right. actually the failure to be the image that our creator made us to be. Um, it's it's falling short of that that calling and that standard. And whenever we think about what sin is, this is where image of God comes into play because we are made in his image. Mm-hmm. So sin is when we fail to reflect him when we fall short of that, and when we fall short of that holiness. And that kind of brings us, as God creates in Genesis 1 and 2, we see all of this goodness and all of this creation, and it's an amazing picture and a story. And then you get to chapter 3 of Genesis, and then we have the fall.
0: Yeah, and see, the fall is this, before I guess I jump into that, there's, in addition to, oh, that's just human, we see that the fall actually... uh, Demonstrates that death is not natural either, mm-hmm. and so and so we have this beautiful creation that takes place. Uh, creator God gets his fingers into the dirt, the mud, and the mire, and all of that, and creates and crafts humanity in His image. But we have chosen to instead of come under the rule rule of the creator to instead rule ourselves and in essence, listen to the wrong voice, mm-hmm. uh, and listen to the wrong voices. You see that not just with Adam, but with Eve as well. Um, and giving into, uh, the temptation that we know better as the creation, uh, mm-hmm. as the image bearer, I know better better than the person who's put their fingerprint on us. And that's where we get the fall. That's where we get death. That's where death enters. That's where, um, uh, th- what we would say our natural. I'm using quotation marks mm-hmm. here, natural human nature enters. And it's actually not natural. It pushes against what we naturally, uh, mm-hmm. desire. Yeah. We said,
1: you know, you said we were, Oh, we're, that's just human. But the fall demonstrates actually a failure to be truly familiar to be human. And so human. Satan yes, tempts good. and, and beckons uh, Eve away and says, you know, Oh, Hey, no, what did God say? Actually, that's not the truth. Uh, God knows that if you do this, you will be like him. Well, we're forgetting that we are yeah. made like him made were. in his image. Yeah. And there's this temptation to pull away from God, not to trust the creator and mm-hmm. to instead trust something else. And so the, the fall reveals a couple things. I mean, Eve, Instead of imaging her creator, she images a creature. She images Mm -hmm. Satan. She images and reflects Satan in his rebellion against God. And we know that there's going to be a lot of different voices of allegiance, but to be uh, an image bearer is to align ourselves with the voice, the word, the authority of God, and to reflect him, his purposes, what he says. Mm -hmm. Then you have, obviously, Eve is determining her purpose, what she's going to live for, what is valuable, what matters most, what she thinks, air quotes again, is true, <laughs> based on its appeal and its benefit to her personally. And It says in the scripture that she looked at the fruit and saw that it was, it was good. It was good for food. It was appealing, right? So it looked pleasant. It looked desirable. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, instead of trusting God's word, she's trusting her perspective and what she wants to pursue. And so... That speaks to our personal desires and our self-fulfillment and our kind of selfishness or our seeking our own personal gratification and satisfaction rather than pursuing holiness and pursuing what it means to reflect God. And then, of course, you have Adam who, in this situation, God says, what happened? And he's like, hey, the woman you gave, you know, and he starts <laughs> pointing blame. And what I see here even is this, this beginning of humanity to have this propensity towards um, deception, hiding behind words, masks, lying, uh, twisting things in order for what? Self-preservation. Right. So deception begins to to fall into place. And what we see in this moment is this crumbling of the image of God, Mm -hmm. this righteousness falling apart, trusting in God, falling apart, reflecting him, falling apart. God is not deceptive, right? And suddenly this deception. So we are failing to image God and... Uh, I've used this term before, but that we are being deformed. If we are made in clay with God's breath in us and we were molded to reflect him, well, in this moment, that reflection is being deformed. It's yeah. it's falling apart.
0: Yeah, and I liken it to, um, I've stole this from somebody, uh, your shadow, basically um, attempting to live independently of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, the shadow, although the metaphor at, points obviously breaks down is a representation so when we choose to ignore uh his call to represent him to to be his reflection in the world creator god it's as crazy as it would be for your shadow to choose to live independently of the person and attempting to to have a go at life on its own and i think of (laughs) i think of peter pan you (laughs) know how there was always that tension between the shadow and of pete and uh peter himself and um Mm. there's this is this is something that uh i think gives us some a good image if you will of what is happening here at the fall Mm -hmm. um you think of places like i mean you and i were chatting tower of Babel. yeah
1: um well i mean all throughout the scriptures what we see you know Humanity made to be in relationship with God and reflect him. And then throughout the narrative of the scripture, is humanity doing exactly the opposite? Instead of living for God, instead of using their talents and their abilities and all the communicable attributes that God put within them for God's purposes and to image him, instead they're imaging something else. So the Tower of Babel is that Mm -hmm. collective moment, you know, Genesis chapter 11, where humanity is totally unified. Mm -hmm. which sounds awesome, but they are unified against God. They're building a tower to say, hey, we can build this tower so we can be like God. We can be up in the heavens, which is his space. Mm -hmm. It's this human pride to say we deserve that spot. Mm -hmm. They want to be like God, again, missing that they were made to be like God. Right. And so in that moment, they're leveraging their ability and their talents and that unity effectively to work against God. Again, an incredible failure to represent him. And we see that, what, in Abraham. You know, Abraham is considered one of the heroes of the faith, but, I mean, he has incredible
0: failures in representing the image too. Right. Abraham and Jacob both um, refuse to trust God they take the promise into their own hands mm-hmm. um, that not just not just them um, but uh, others as well yeah when
1: I think about it like when Abraham is called to trust God for the promise of that son Mm -hmm. that whom the world would be blessed through many descendants would come through he's not seeing it happening and he begins to question God's word Mm -hmm. and it's almost a repeat of the garden moment questioning God looking at the situation and again defining what he thinks is going to be best and right and so he goes out of God's purpose and will Fails to trust
0: him, and it's another garden moment. Yeah, and Jacob the same thing in terms of just grasping for himself the power, the control mm-hmm. of the promise of uh, the future. He's deceptive. He lies. He flees. Uh, he he. I mean, there's David and Bathsheba, mm-hmm. where David grabs a hold of something that's not his, a, a woman who is not his. Well, yeah, and he lies, mur- covers murders, up, murders her, her, her husband, <laughs> and, yep. and
1: and takes her to be his own. Mm-hmm. And uh, again a complete failure to reflect the image of God. The and greatest king of Israel.
0: Yes. The greatest king.
1: Too. And 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 we see that, though. Again, what I think is interesting, even about the David Bathsheba Uriah situation is in Psalm 51. Right. David eventually is writing the Psalm of Repentance, and he's saying, against you and right. you only have I sinned, God. Right. And so it shows us even there, again, about this image-bearing that even sin against one another, sin against people is ultimately a sin against God. It's our failure to reflect him. It's a failure to be who he created us to be. It's his ambassadors, his representatives, oh, his image bearers in the world who are communicating his attributes to the
0: world. Instead, we're communicating something else. Yeah, Joseph in the latter chapters of uh, Genesis, when Potiphar's wife, uh, is seducing him to sleep with her mm-hmm. he states I cannot sin against God that this is actually a sin against God you see this throughout the scriptures mm-hmm. as well um, and then again Moses the great Moses yeah. he takes things into his own hands so you see this over and over yeah. again Peter takes things in his own hands mm-hmm. uh, draws the sword chops the ear off of the the Roman and, and every time humanity
1: in. takes things into their own right. hands Calamity ensues. Absolutely, death ensues. Residue. Murder ensues. Uh, the breaking of relationships. The falling apart of nations. Deformity. And constantly, there's this call to image God, and there's the human story of failing to do so. Mm-hmm. And of course, at the end of the Old Testament, we're left with this promise that God's going to fix it. But we're wondering how's this going to happen? Who's gonna Who's going to show up? And there's this longing question of who's going to image God. Right. But right. Um, right. yeah, we, we see this and you know, you were That's saying true. earlier, as we look at these different stories, it's every human being
0: who, yeah. do, who chooses to do this. Yeah, we all do this and often, and this is a convicting thought for myself, I want to say that evil and unrighteousness and brokenness is out there, mm. wherever out there is. It's with that person, it's with that government, it's with that ruler, it's with that neighbor, whatever, when I fail to recognize the brokenness in my own heart, I fail to recognize the fall, Genesis chapter three, in my own self. I can read about it. I can read about David and Uriah. I can read about Abraham and Jacob and and so on and so forth. I can read about Peter and uh, different New Testament figures mm-hmm. and disciples and forget that I am also the Pharisee. I am also the tax collector, the sinner, the one who murders and thinks. You know, maybe I don't go as far as some of them did, but there's still, it's not out there as much as I need to recognize what's in here. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that's, that's a major, that's a major issue that we have to grapple with as we go from, um, the deforming, as Khalil says, to reforming. Mm-hmm. What does it look like to be reformed? And so, well, I,
1: and I think as we're unpacking this, it's so important for us to understand what it means to be made in the image of God, because this defines everything, and it mm-hmm. defines who we are to be. Yeah. And as I've meditated on being made in the image of God, what it does is it redefines what it means to be human. Right. It redefines humanity for me. It redefines our purpose on this earth. And what that does is it causes us or it opens my eyes and it should open all of our eyes to see where we are not fulfilling our purpose, where we mm-hmm. fail to image. And so, mm-hmm. you know, humanity yeah. um, is different from the rest of creation and reflects God in a couple of different ways. They tend like, Theologically tend to break it down into mental, moral, and social Mm -hmm. uh, imaging of God. You want to unpack that a little bit?
0: Yeah, really quickly. um, We image mentally. That is, we have capabilities as humans to reason, to choose, to rationalize, to dialogue. We're very different than any of creation. Absolutely. Um, And so uh, morally... We we recognize that there's good and bad. We recognize that there's right, right and wrong. There's beauty. There's goodness. We recognize those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we recognize the deformation of things, which is what we're talking about. We recognize that there's sin, that there's brokenness. We write laws. We have police and firefighters and lawmakers and and those who break it break the law. We 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 uh, there's punishment for that or there's consequences to that we praise good behavior. We say, oh, good job, that was great. Yeah. And this and how so we're different so than other creation
1: because cats. Don't know what is morally no. good at all. No, we know that. So <laughs> we could go off on cats right now. <laughs> our, our ability to perceive moral goodness and moral badness, to say that is right, and to look right. at something, and go, hey that is wrong shows that God has written his morality upon our hearts in a way that we can image him and reflect him and bring that into the world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We can, we can look at things like war and famine and, uh, corrupt governments and, and we can be outraged and we, we see all across our world, uh, petitions and, and, uh, uh, marches that take place and picketing and things like that against things that, for us outrageous, which they should, right? Because we have the image of God. We are are the image of God.
1: When we see brokenness and we see pain and we see wrong, it breaks God's heart and Mm -hmm. it makes sense that if we are made in God's image and given God's heart for things, that it would break ours. In that we are seeing God's view of the world. We are seeing God's... um, how God feels about our current situation. And so I love that too, even when we are, when we are moved to make a difference, moved to bring change, yep. uh,
0: we are reflecting God because God does not stand for brokenness. Right. Right. And it's a great argument for, uh, as apologists would say, apologetic, uh, people would say, an argument for a first creator or a creator. Mm-hmm. God is that there you cannot have a moral stand and there not be something that that cultivated that or created it. And so we have mentally, morally, and then socially that we are relational beings or those who are extremely introverted to those who are, highly extrovert. it doesn't matter uh, we marry we have potlucks and do double dates we go on girls trips we don't Kalu and I no, don't we do but um, we, we <laughs> cultivate deep relationships and intimacy we do coffee with friends mm-hmm. uh, we do lunch with friends we do vacations with friends we have relationships that are growing in intimacy and that over ima- time
1: and that image is God because he Correct. is communal father son holy spirit yes. existing in perfect loving community with himself in right. three persons one being in And so when we relate to each other in loving community, guarding, protecting, encouraging, lifting one another up, we are reflecting his love within himself. Right. Right. Imaging.
0: Right. For the most part, we all have neighbors, even those of us and I have friends who live on, you know, whatever, 10, 15 acres. They will still say their neighbor, even if they're a mile down the road, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's that the Trinity or the tri-unity, we did an attribute on that mm-hmm. uh, episode as well, that th- this is just a great privilege. We really dive into it. I mean, oh, we were talking about sin and all that, which is very, very much should grieve us, mm-hmm. you know, um, but not keep us there because we look at this and we say, this is a great privilege to be made in his image to, yes, there's a deformation that's taken place. There's a tearing apart of it, but there's also a reformation. And uh, so there's, it's humbling. It's exciting uh, that we are a reflection. Uh, we're not. Uh, we're a shadow, if you will. We're not God Himself, but mm-hmm. but that there's a dependency upon Him, and this there's good news here with this. Well, and I
1: think it's it is incredibly humbling, and it's a great privilege. But then it's also a great responsibility to think yeah, that definitely there is nothing else in creation that images God the way that mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. And so when we fail to image God, we fail to reflect who God truly is to unsaved people and to creation. Mm-hmm. But what a privilege and what a responsibility that as his ambassador, I reflect God. The way I love people, the way I interact with the world, the the way I reflect him uh, mentally, morally, socially, mm-hmm. will communicate something about God to those who do not know him. Right, And that's where falling short Breaks my heart because I realize people see me and they go, oh, so that's what God's like? (laughs) Right. Man, I fall short of that, but a great calling. And of course, we know that we fail to image God well, but we also know that Jesus has come to restore the image in us. Though it's been deformed and broken by sin, when Jesus comes and he dies his death on the cross and he lives that perfect life in our place, he then makes a way for us to be reconciled to God and to be sanctified, to be restored in relationship with God, and then to... To attach ourselves to his image Mm -hmm. and uh romans 5 12 through 21 is a passage that speaks about this just to paraphrase it it talks about how there there's kind of two versions of humanity there's the humanity associated with adam back all the way to genesis chapter 3 in the fall in its brokenness, in its failure to image God well. Mm-hmm. And so right. all of humanity is attached to Adam. We are all guilty of sin. We all make these decisions that we just talked about. But then in Jesus, there is a new humanity that is formed. Jesus represents uh, the new humanity, mm-hmm. and he does everything right. He lives the perfect human life that we were made to to live. And then anyone who finds themselves in him is attached to him instead of attached to Adam. And I think that is, uh, I mean, that's what it's all about. That's the story of the Bible and the gospel, is that God has put humanity back on the right course, has restored us back to who we were made to be, and Jesus um, is beckoning us back and Mm -hmm. made a way for us to
0: image God truly. And this is why you'll hear um, Khalil and I often say, in in our episodes that Jesus is continuing to draw us into the person we were meant to be, the people we were meant to be. This goes again backwards a little bit against the natural thing, uh, the whole natural human thing, that we're actually in Christ, we are becoming the person we were meant to be originally. Mm -hmm. And um, this is good news for those who are struggling in their faith for those who are not followers of Jesus but are searching and are unsure, this is good for Christians when it comes to like evangelism, if you mm-hmm. will. Um, we need to recognize that in the person and the work of Jesus, his, his life, death, burial, resurrection, and soon coming, second coming, king, mm-hmm. our king and savior, we can slowly, incrementally, progressively yep. become more of the person we were meant to be.
1: Yes. And I think coming back to that two models of humanity piece, we are all guilty and associated with Adam, which that leads to death. Right. We see that in, in the garden. But how do we be attached to, to Jesus and new humanity and righteousness? It's through faith. Mm-hmm. That is how it's ends. Not through works. It's not through trying to earn it or fix it or become, I'm going to be the image now. I'm going to represent God better. But <laughs> yeah. simply Jesus already did it. Jesus has reflected God perfectly. Jesus has fulfilled that mission. And now mm-hmm. we attach ourselves to him and receive grace through faith. And yeah. what does it mean to attach ourselves to Jesus and live that out? Well, Matthew 22, 36 through 40, Jesus's words calling us back to that image. It's when he, he summarizes the whole law, right? When he says to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, and then to love your neighbor as yourself. And so as we attach ourselves to Jesus, we learn how to be that person, and he draws us into that new life. And so to the extent that we trust him and we obey him and we surrender to him, we are being restored in the image of God. It's not a work we do. It's something the Holy Spirit of God does in us through Jesus. And, um, right. man, that's, that's the good news. Yeah, yeah,
0: and it affects how we see everybody. Absolutely. So it affects how we treat people. It affects th- knowing this affects are day in and day out, the person who's checking us out at the cash register um, is an image bearer, the person who might struggle mentally or maybe not as quickly with something that we are quicker with. Um, for me, it's the person who's driving. <laughs> mm. I don't know. You know, like you just think of the person that you really wrestle with actually loving or seeing. Through the lens of someone in
1: your workplace that yeah. you bump into every day, and when you see them coming, you just go, Ugh, oh, like it, yeah. it changes the it, way it, you see. It things. does,
0: and it should. Um, it, it, we need to see them as royalty,
1: and it should change the way we see ourselves. I Truly, mean, we don't oftentimes look at our own lives and how we are living, how we are using our resources, our time, our energies, our words. From the lens of, am I image-bearing? Mm-hmm. Am I reflecting God? Am right. I using my life for the purpose of reflecting God? So oftentimes, we are doing the Genesis chapter 3 thing, and we're looking and saying, this looks good and pleasing and desirable to me. This yeah. is what I will pursue. This will be my purpose. Rather than turning to our creator and saying, what is your purpose for me? I am made to image. Who are you, God? Right. And how do I reflect that? Yeah. yeah. And so good. we want to kind of... Uh, as we're closing, give a couple definitions for things again. Just ring that back together. That definition of humanity with this idea of being an image bearer of God means we exist to image God, to live in unity with one another, to reflect his character to each other, to the world uh, that God has created. Jesus summarized that, right? Love right. the Lord your God with all your heart, your, your soul, your strength. That mm-hmm. is our first Priority that we love God above all else, but then also love one another as yourself. This right. is this is our task yeah. uh, and I think this totally changes our definition of Humanity, so I I've said this, you know in a world that's constantly undermining and redefining humanity right. Redefining our role and our purpose and our end goals in life This definition reorients us. It changes our path and changes our course.
0: Yeah, absolutely um, I think that the understanding of purpose and meaning in life is not in addition to the importance for the Christian or the follower of Jesus. It helps us um, speak the good news to those around us as well. So yeah.
1: and yeah. so, then what is sin? Well, sin is really any fi- any failure to to follow this. To image, yeah. It's it's <laughs> when we fall short of this. It can be summarized. Um, by us failing to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. It can be summarized as us failing to love one another as ourselves. Uh, It can be summarized by us failing to reflect God's attributes and God's character in the world around us. It's failing to be the image that we were made to be, to image uh, Jesus, to reflect him. And uh, as we think about that, I go, okay, where in my life am I failing to reflect him? Uh, where am I content <laughs> not to reflect him? And right. so we've yeah. been given that commission to go forth, to go into creation and to share him with the world around us. That is our prerogative. That is our mission. I think that's summarized even in the great commission. Right. In Matthew 28 as one spot, go and make disciples, teach them to obey the things that I've commanded you. Right. Um, right. Th- that, that commission is even go image me. Right. Go share me. You've seen me. Now you know who I am. Now you know what it means to image me.
0: Go and share that with people. Right. Absolutely. And you know, I think there are listeners in, and those who are uh, you that you know who may not listen to this, but there's just a struggle because there's always that that um, that in the spirit, in the flesh, mm-hmm. in struggle, and it can be discouraging. You look and say, "Oh man, I messed up again. Oh, I'm not imaging uh, uh, God well." And so we just want to kind of encourage you that. Think incrementalism over uh, over short term short term bursts over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is restoration, there is grace. Lean into the grace of God. Embrace, yeah. ha, embrace the grace. <laughs> I love it. And so uh, there's there's sanctification or the the process by which we are becoming the truly human, mm-hmm. as we've said here, uh, truly image bearers is not. Over a short span, it is, um, it is over a long. It's progressive. It's over a lifetime, and so you might not,
1: you might not notice it on a day to day basis. But as you seek to faithfully know God and and submit yourself to Him, you should be able to look back on years and see that that journey and that process. And I would say it comes down to daily decisions. A daily decision to image God. Paul says, "I die to myself daily." we were told to pick up our cross. So every day and multiple times throughout the day, we make the decision yeah. to die to ourselves, to die to Genesis chapter three of defining what we will live for and what we will do and surrendering to God and surrendering to Jesus and living for him, which is what Genesis one and two were. It's an invitation back right. into the garden. Back so the garden. embrace grace, yeah. embrace the process of sanctification and Embrace that daily decision to surrender to Jesus, and we will see us as the body of Christ imaging God well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'll leave um, you with just one final thought, a simple prayer. Jesus, help me to pay attention. Help me to image you well today. Thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate uh, the subscription and yeah. the subscribing. Give us one of those reviews yeah, and yeah. check
1: out our Patreon <laughs> in the in the description oh, below. The We'd Patreon. love to have That's you right. support our Patreon so we can continue to see this show go further and uh, introduce it to more people. It means so much to have you listen in and being yeah. a part of the ride with us. Uh, thanks for being a part of the journey as we grow together in Christ. Appreciate you.